You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Mikel Arteta fumes after Arsenal dropped three points in a controversial 1-0 loss at Newcastle. Luis Diaz comes off the bench and scores a late equaliser to rescue a point for Liverpool at Luton Town. Bruno Fernandes scores another late winning goal for Man United as they get the 1-0 victory at the Cottage. And Jeremy Doku provides a performance for the ages as Manchester City deal a 6-1 drubbing to Bournemouth. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. All right, Robbie Earl, my friend, a little okay, weekend off for you. Mm. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed all the yeah, festivities and all the action and the goals and lovely. the controversy. Thank you very much. And we're all waiting to know yeah. what you feel about some of these big incidents. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the topic suggested there, Rob, we're gonna, we are going to start at the top of that list and the top of the yeah. weekend stories, really. Newcastle United, 1-0 victory. Yeah. Over Arsenal, Anthony Gordon scores, um, I guess, midway through the second half mm. in a highly controversial goal. Yeah. I think we should just cut to the chase, Rob, on it. Um, I'll give a little bit of um, background here on it. Of course, you know, there was three parts to the winning goal that was under review from the video assistant yeah. referee. Did the ball go over the line yeah. before Callum Wilson gathered it? He then crossed it to the back post um, yeah. where there was a challenge at the back post. It was Joe Ellington on Gabriel. Um, the ball then falls yeah. to the ground where Anthony Gordon sticks it in. Was there a foul at the back post? Was Gordon offside? Yeah. Two of those three, Rob, and I don't yeah. think we need to kind of get into... We, we've got... We had it from the PGOML that the over-the-line, yeah. non-conclusive angle, disappointingly, yeah. we did, they, they haven't got the angles to, to confirm that no. there's definitely over-the-line, so the on-field kind of decisions went. And the same Decision with the third goes, part there, yeah. Rob, where... Again, because of the location of the players and the ball, it was yeah. difficult to yeah. draw any lines to see if, if Gordon was yeah. behind the ball, of course, keeping him on side. So, OK, this is not ideal, by the way, and, and, it, and it frustrates everybody <laughs> that the technology still is not foolproof on that. I guess we've got to live with that. Yeah. But the piece in between, Rob, the push is where... Uh -huh. There's yeah. varying yeah. Uh, degrees of disagreement from former pros. And yeah. I always, of course, I always value mm -hmm. what the pundits, what the former pros feel of a particular challenge. Um, in the studio, yeah. I felt like, and I'll say it again, that Joe Ellington was guilty of pushing Gabriel. As Gabriel bent down yeah. to head the ball away, he felt the force of the body of yeah. Joe Ellington and the two arms on his back to really lean him, to, to push him over in some way. Um, for, for me, it was a foul. And for me, again, just to clarify, I think it was a clear and obvious error by the officials not to give that as a foul. Um, but, the, of course, it wasn't given. Yeah. And VAR said there's no um, clear and obvious error of that. And, again, before I get your take on it, Rob, of what I've seen and mm. heard and, and, and listened and read, 
about half and yeah. half. You know, a lot of the UK pundits thought it was fine. Mm. A lot of the US-based ones I've listened to thought it was a foul. I thought it was a foul. Tim didn't think it was a foul. I want yeah. you to do it in two stages, Rob. If, if it was a clear and yeah. obvious error, I want your answer on that. And then if we, if we were re-refereeing yeah. it, what would you have given it, you know, yeah. if you're the referee in that moment? Okay, so is it a clear and obvious error? I believe it is. Uh, why I say mm. that, Robin, I, I try and always try and put myself in those situations. I'm, I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm Joe Ellington in that situation. And that ball's coming across, and I want to head it in. And I kind of see that if I don't get, yeah. if I don't nudge Gabriel, Gabriel's going to head that ball away from me, right? It's a great shot. So I'm going to try and nudge him in a way that's just going to ease him off, off the ball. I'm going to get the header, and we're going to score. It's a great shout. Now, because of that push, because what happens with it, and this is where I think, Joe Ellington doesn't really head the ball in the end, Rob. Because he can't he, get to he, it. he realises yeah. that the ball's... He can't get to it because Gabriel's there. The ball's dropping in front of him. And if anything, there is a question, and also, I don't even want to throw any more around this VAR, <laughs> but there's an argument that it maybe hit his arm. It hit his arm, Rob, before he fell to, to mm. Gordon, before he smashes it in. But let's leave that to a side yeah. for another yeah. day, another yeah. VAR discussion. Yeah. Let's just go. So, I, for me, I'm thinking, I know I've been Joe Ellington in that situation. I realise. Uh, I'm not going to get this unless I, I'm going to nudge him and I'm going to get my hands away. I'm going to make, make it not look too obvious. And it's a foul. It's a foul on the defender to, to allow you to... And sometimes, Rob, I've got away with them. I've probably yeah. had three or four times in my career where I thought, God, you didn't have to get away with that one. Yeah. I give him a bit of a nudge yeah. and the referee's yeah. let it go. Yeah. But yeah. I think with VAR and with that situation to look at it again, I think that's the one now... It's interesting because obviously Arsenal have come out with a big statement today, backing Mikel Arteta, and you know his words used like disgraceful and it's embarrassment yeah. and how sick he was. Mm. And I understand a lot of his emotions. In some respects, I think Mikel Arteta maybe didn't do he did himself and his club a little bit of disservice. And I'm not being overcritical, but if he just said, you know what, the the one that the, the, the whether the ball's in or out, that's inconclusive. Whether he's offside, that's inconclusive. But Focused attention on the foul. I think that's where people would have because some people are still saying, "Oh, the ball's in," yeah, because uh, the ball's out. Sorry, because yeah. you know we see a picture where there looks like a bit of line, and because yeah. of the shape of the ball and spheres, yeah. so we know that yeah. that's not that's inconclusive. Mm. The same with the pictures of whether he's onside or not, and some are suggesting he's behind the ball, so it doesn't really matter. And inconclusive. But the one, the, 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 the one key area where Arsenal have a huge argument for a foul on the defender before the goal scored is the Gabriel incident. And, and that's my feeling. That was my feeling when, it, when I first saw it. It's my feeling as I see more replays. It's my feeling as I stick myself in that situation, Rob, and know yeah. I've kind of been that guy. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think Arsenal were a little harshly done by that the goal was allowed to stand. Uh, and they end up losing the game one 0 Rob, it's such a that's such a different and interesting take on that. Putting yourself in Joe Ellington's shoes because I did hear a take from mm. from a friend of ours, Gary Neville over in the UK, Sky excellent pundit Gary Neville, um, yeah. who who put yeah. himself in the defender's shoes, Rob, and he was saying, you Correct, know, I've been there many defender. times yeah. where I'm bending down, mm. I'm leaning forward, I want to flick the ball out. 
It, it doesn't work out, and I throw myself forward and I kick my legs out to get the foul. So he's 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 describing yeah. it when he's been a defender and thinks and thinks that yeah. oh, I've me- I've messed up here and I'm going to make yeah. it look like a foul. Yeah. So it's so interesting. I, I am still prefer your yeah. You can throw on the other angle, and, mm. I, and I and I relate more to that, mm. and it makes more sense of when I see a. A, a, a player, Rob, that's bo- his body is in the line of Gabriel. His arms are on his back, and I'll, I'll relate it in a Correct. different way, Rob. Um, you know, in terms of what deserves to be a penalty, so many little tiny touches yeah. of feet in the box. I'm like, really? Is that a penalty? Yeah, it seems yeah, soft. Yeah. So if you put the same yeah. kind of, well, sometimes it's only a little touch. Two arms on the back that uh, that yeah. had some kind of force. Yeah would have to compare with a tiny little touch of feet in the box Absolutely. that we see given all the time. So I'm with you, and I had no Ask idea. Gary O'Neill. Ask Gary O'Neill at Wolves, mate. Yeah. Ask Gary O'Neill at Wolves. He's had two penalties last two weeks, and he's, he's, yep. he's hardly had no contact. Yeah. yeah. Had hardly any contact. So that's interesting, mate. And, and, and I want to... just yeah, was, a good point. It's a really was, good point. Yeah, just we're on, we're on the same thing, Rob. And this is where I felt st- yeah. even stronger about this, right? And I'll, and I'll try not to make it seem like a rant, but the behaviour of Bruno Gamares, OK? And... Yeah. The f- yeah. Um, and, and, OK, so for me, first off, the run behind a player and the, and the, and the striking of the head with his forearm yeah. which is not a you but know it's a hard arm, part of yeah. his arm and you can see the head jolt forward there's significant force and that it should have been a red mm. card right that's one thing for VR that they didn't think it was yeah. um, and then there was various others yeah. where he remember when Jorginho played the ball and he shoved him deliberately to the he ground pushed him. he pushed yeah, him which he did down. get a yellow card yeah. so two things Rob yeah the, the, obviously I want your opinion on whether you think it's a straight red from VAR on, on, the, on that yeah. elbow to the head yeah. also didn't we used to see yeah. a few years ago, Rob, where the fourth official, where the referee's assistant with a flag would sort of flag it and say, well, 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 hang on a minute, referee, he's just cuffed him in the head. Yeah. Like, have you seen that? I've seen yeah. it. Let's have yeah. a chat. And the, and the referee would go mm. over to him and he'd give him a yellow or a red card based on one of his assistants yeah. and what they'd seen. That absolutely is part of the laws and, and the officials can get opinion mm. off everybody around there. They've yeah. stopped doing that. As if, like, well, VAR says everything now. I don't need to tell them about that. And I think that's when... Yellow card offences are missed. And the way that Bruno stayed in the game there, based on that and the, the big challenge with the elbow, I just a think... Of other, God, yeah, he smashes the ball at, at He smashes him at Havertz. It was almost he as though the, 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 the referee had set a standard where he was not he was going to not really go and, 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 and be disciplined with the players, Rob. So, as a player, you get the sense of that. Yep. So, Bruno kind of knew he was right. And, and, and I go back to... I'd go back to the point where the Kai Havertz challenge is a lucky yellow. I think that could have been upgraded to red. Now, yeah. because if, if yeah. he doesn't upgrade that to a red, I think Bruno stays on the pitch because of the things he does. If, he'd have, if, Bru- if Kai Havertz had got a red card, which I don't think he'd have an awful lot of argument, Rob, if, if it was a red, I think Bruno might well have got sent off yesterday then. Because I think the referee would have thought, hold on, hold on I've got Mikel Arteta... Um, I've got um, Mikel Arteta shouting down at me every time on the touchline. I've, I've put them down to ten men, but it, it, that that shouldn't excuse that Bruno Fernandes could have probably had four or five yellow cards yesterday. Do you think, and was do you out think of the control elbow was a, half time. was it a red for you, Rob? The elbow. To the, the elbow back was there. big enough to be a straight red, Rob. Yeah. The, the, the the elbow to the head was big enough to be a straight record. There was no reason, Rob, for his elbow <laughs> to be there to no, catch the player not. in that manner. There's yeah. absolutely no reason. Yeah, and he, so you have no argument. I know Eddie Howe's got a bit of 
you know, he doesn't see some and he does see some. And Mikel Arteta's not much better. Um, you know, it was a case where I thought both players, I thought Havis and Bruno Guimaraes could both have, have got red cards in the game. Let's, let, me just, let me just go back to that. Can I because, add, Rob, though? No, can, can, OK, you add, sorry, then, before yeah, I come on. back. No, before finish this one off. No, no, you finish okay. off, because mine's a m- bit more of a general different. point. OK, yeah. no, I think the Kai Havertz thing's important, uh, Rob, because, you know, covering yeah. the game, you know, we saw it, we had tonnes of looks at it. It was, a, mm. by the way, a super wild challenge. There was a moment where his studs were yeah. really, really high, and then he kind of lands on the ground, yeah. and his feet then are lower, not a tonne of contact. So I, that's where I was like... It's an awful challenge, but just mm, yellow card's OK yeah. for me. And maybe we didn't, you know, I think okay. on social media, you know, we do ch- check that stuff and try and gauge, you know, the feeling out there generally. And maybe, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people are saying, well, what about the habits challenge? And maybe we didn't talk about it enough. So it's good that you brought it up, and I wanted to ask you about it anyway. Yeah. And, and I thought it was close, yeah. but again, I can't... And I know the frustration from the Arsenal fans, I just, uh, from the Newcastle fans in, in terms of keep going on at Bruno, I just didn't think there was enough. I yeah. mean, they take about, the, 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 one of the factors is the, the contact point. When they, where the contact is with the studs, is it up the shin? Is it down by the foot, down by the ground, yeah, which yeah, is well, less dangerous yeah. apparently? Um, and I just thought it was one of those. But I'm, I'm pleased that we chatted about it because I think the, you know, the, the yeah, Newcastle yeah. fans are like, well, and all about so Bruno, they should have had a red mm. card as well. So, um, again, I'm not changing yeah. my opinion on what I think it, it was the right call on that. But, yeah, mm. m- maybe it was closer. And you're sounding like you thought it was closer to a red guard card than yeah. maybe I did. I thought it was closer to a red card. I thought, yeah. thought it was a little bit lucky. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't know why he needed to do it or what, what you know, and... Three Russia Newcastle blood. It's a crazy challenge. Place yeah, 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 there was, there was things, and 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 leads me to my point, Rob. And and, and as a neutral sitting on my sofa with a cup of tea, watching you, Bax, and, and and Tim doing your stuff, and and watching the game. And do you know what, mate? There's there's nothing quite like this league, honestly. Mm. You know, in a game that didn't have loads of goal scoring opportunities, mm. wasn't. Brilliant football no, for both wasn't. teams. Two teams mm. who will be probably top six, possibly top four challenging. Um, what a brilliant watch, mate. Intense, competitive, physical, abrasive, commitment. Uh, both mm. teams trying to play, trying to get each other. Two coaches, young coaches, at it at the touchline. It, it just encompasses it. And it was really funny because what was happening... and. It's not a slight at all on the Bundesliga, but it was a big game in Germany, wasn't it? It was uh, Bayern mm. versus Dortmund, Dortmund yeah. and Harry Kane's got his hat trick and all that. And I think they were showing. They were, I saw little clips of Harry's goals in the game, and and I'm looking at, 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 at what's going on at St James's Park, and I'm going, that's what makes the Premier League the best, Rob. There's that. There's that fight, scrap, you know, against two teams who really want to play, who can play, who want the ball, who can create chances. But on a day when it wasn't about that, it was about rolling your sleeves up, it was about not giving an inch, it was about putting your foot in, it was about winning tackles and duels, and eventually we get the VAR and we get a goal. It's such a great... This league is such a fantastic, action-packed league Mm. that we're talking about a 1-0 game with a goal that was scrappy and could have gone lots of different ways. Mm. It was one of the games of the season for me. Mm. Yeah, it was, Rob, and... and, um... You know, just to follow on that point, you know, my my slight doubt about Arsenal was because we know how Newcastle play. 
That's no surprise. That atmosphere, mm. that energy, yeah. that physicality. Yeah. I mean, Joe Allenton, I mean, I wouldn't want to play against him in midfield. He, he's a he's a big <laughs> guy. They've got, they got tons of physicality the everywhere. Declan Rice is a beast in oh. another way as well. He's a football beast, by the way, Declan Rice. He's incredible. I mean, his he? energy, Rob, is incredible. His energy is incredible. And that's going to be, I think that's going to be his role, Rob. I think it's going to be his role, the Granite Xhaka yeah. slash meant to be Kai Havertz role, the left side of those three in midfield. I think he's going to, mm. I think he's so good. I think, I mean, obviously, they wish they could have two Declan Rices. They want, they want a, a number eight Declan and they want a number six Declan because he can do both. But given that left-sided situation and how good he is getting forward, yeah. the energy that he's got, driving the ball forward, helping defensively, Jorginho, who, who needs that help in midfield, he was absolutely yeah. perfectly mm. good, good. But I just wanted to go on, Rob, and credit Arsenal because right from that first yeah. thunderous challenge when William Saliba went in on Joe Ellington, <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. I thought yeah. Arsenal physically, they matched Newcastle, Rob, and mm. I didn't know whether they could do that. They were prepared to go... I don't know, in each other's faces to match that physicality. I think yeah. that's what upset Mikel Arteta so much that after all that, they still end up on the losing t the side because his team gave everything. And I, my respect for that team and the way that this club is and the team is evolving, that's an important yeah. part of, of, of being champions. You know, mm -hmm. we all know about City. They got plenty of muscle and pace and power in, 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 in different parts of that side. And I just was impressed with Arsenal's ability to live with some of that and to stomach some of those decisions. Yeah. And, and also in the face of some uh, over-the-top, I thought, particularly from Bruno. I know, I know that Havertz was, a, was an over-the-top challenge as well. I just yeah. was impressed. I know they lost the game. I know the Arsenal fans mm -hmm. are still bitter. I still believe that, they, that the referee, it, it really hurt Arsenal. With a Bruno, should have been a red card, and with a foul in the back. For me, my opinion was they got they got really burnt there by the officials. But well done in so many aspects of that performance. Yeah, physical wise, yeah, Rob, yeah. I thought they 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 kind of grown from last year. Yeah, I've got a similar point. My, you know, my, my note on on Arsenal as a team is I don't think they're quite as fluid as they were last season, Rob. I don't think yeah. we've seen that, that group yeah. football quite yeah. at the level. No, not yet. But there's more fight about them. Yeah. Less fluid, more fight. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? To, to win a title, to hang in there, as they may need to do if they get down this stretch again, um, it, 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 it augurs quite well for them. I mm. thought it was a day, Rob, um, if, if I'm being honest, where they lacked a little edge in the top end of the pitch. Mm. And, 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 I, and I hate to do this because... I, I kind of feel like I d I, we're not giving this guy time. But he's the okey-cokey player. Is he in or is he out? It's Eddie Nketiah, my friend. Mm, mm. Uh, the, the wonderful hat-trick last weekend, I think we, we might have given him an underappreciated and can he do this? And, can, yeah. and then you see days, Rob, where it just doesn't quite happen for Eddie Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that, Rob. And maybe we, as we finish off this game, Rob, let's, let's just pull out a few individuals, mate. Yeah. And I'm going to start with actually yeah. my underappreciated performer of the weekend, Rob. And, uh, and I've and I got so much respect for this player um, and what he's done since getting back into the Newcastle United team. It's Jamal Lascelles, the captain yeah. of Newcastle United club. Sven Botman has come in and taken his position in the side. You know, Lascelles mm. is a bit of a Newcastle United legend. has been around there for a long period of time, the club captain. And he's come in and had a long stint in the side and another very strong game from Lascelles. And, you know, 
we, we know he's not first choice, though he might be now going forward for a little while. Yeah. But, but in terms of, let's not forget how good he is and what a good defender this Lascelles yeah. is and has been and continues to be given. You know, he wants to stay at this club. He wants to, to keep going where other players might have said, you know what, it's time for me to move on. I'm out the side right now. But I, I like his attitude, his character, and he was good. He was very, very big in this and, yeah. and helping, as you said, Ed Inke, to not have a, yeah. have, a, have a brilliant game. So my underperformer goes to Jamal Lasalle's. It's a great shout. And, and to be honest, mate, I have to say, you got in there before me because if I had a chance, he was going to be mine. And, right. and for two reasons, for all the things that you've said. But my second reason was, Robin, and it's a bit more of a focus on, on what you started with, squad players in professional in Premier League football now, Rob, it must be the most difficult job. When you're Jamal LaSalle's and can play like that, but most weeks you're going to train from Monday to Friday, you've got to sleep right, you've got to keep your diet, yeah. you've got to keep yourself in good shape, and most weekends you're not going to play. And mm. then you probably play a behind-closed game door on Tuesday, you do a bit extra running on a Wednesday, keep your fitness. Yeah. You know, it, it's a really it's, difficult yeah, it's role. When you're not, it's, it's the best job in the world when you're playing. Yeah. Best job in the world, there is none better. But when you're a squad player, and to be a squad player, but keep his attitude, his influence around the football club, apparently he's a big, has a big voice around the dressing room and make sure things are done right. And, and Eddie Howe's talked about it. He wants to keep him at the football club. I think it's a brilliant shout. And, mm. and it would have been my underappreciated performer of the week. Mm. Not only the way he's played, but the way he's conducted himself, you know, while he's not necessarily been a first-team player. Anybody else to pick out, Rob? We talked about Declan Rice, talked about Eddie Nketiah, uh, Jamal Lascelles. A- anybody else? I mean, Anthony Gordon's kind of, you know, um, I know he got the winning goal, but... It, Anthony it, Gordon, yeah, he was he was another one yeah. that, you know, it, interesting with Anthony Gordon, because I watched a game, I watched the uh, League Cup game midweek, Rob, and Anthony Gordon actually started as a centre-forward, he because yeah. Isaac was out, they, you know, they were wanting to save Wilson, and we know Wilson's injury issues. So they played him as a number nine, by the way. He did a great job. Yeah. He looked a better player than good Martial player. as a number he's a, nine he's a good for signing. Newcastle. Mm. He can play, mm. and, and he's, 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 he's important, Rob. And he he kind of came on my underappreciated, and, and yep. I thought, well, maybe not doing two from the same club. But, mm. you know, bought into the football club, people were like, oh, yeah, a lot, lot of money, money what yeah. to do? You know, Harvey Barnes was coming, thought, well, maybe, yeah, that'll be good now. He's become important to them, Rob. Mm. Anywhere mm. across that front line, he can mm. play either side, he can play centre-forward, he's getting a few goals, he's getting confidence. Mm. And Eddie Howe's always said that there's more to comfort from mm. uh, Anthony Gordon. So, yeah, it was a good shout, Anthony Gordon as well, mm. I thought. You know, important goal, however lucky and what VAR didn't or didn't do, his goal, you know, was the difference between the two teams. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, Rob. That was, uh, yeah, we had a good, yes, it was such a, cool. such a dramatic game of yeah. football, and I agree with you. What a great advert yeah, for the Premier League yeah. in, in many, many ways. Some not so much, but most of them it mm. really was. Next game, yeah. Rob, we want to chat about, and again, there was um, <laughs> another game where, you know, you're seeing things that you can't quite believe. Luton Town won, <laughs> Liverpool yeah. Football Club yeah. won. Mm. Uh, goals from Taith Chong. Um, big signing for them, a summer signing for them, actually. Midfield player that came in, scores in the 80th yeah. minute. And then Luis Diaz, Rob, I mean, uh, scores in the 90th plus the fifth sure. minute of stoppage time. Stories, he was on a sub yeah. as in the 83rd minute. Yeah. Um, you, you get started on this one. Well, just an incredible game, Robin. And, and um, I suppose the, listening to Rob Jones after the game and to, uh, a couple of the um, Luton players who did interviews and obviously saying that the feel was disappointment in that dressing room. And I was just trying to think, if that had gone the other way, if Liverpool had gone one up and then, some, you know, Luton and somehow got a result and you can imagine the scenes and the feeling would have been just so much different. And that's where, we, I mean, for Luton, Rob, to go one nil up against the Liverpool <laughs> team, to, to, for best party, to keep a clean sheet against that world-class yeah. front attack, yeah. was, was like, it, it's incredible that what this yeah. league can do, what this league can, t- can offer. Mm. Um, I couldn't quite believe it, to be honest, mate. Mm. Um, and mm. the breakaway from the corner and the lovely finish by Chong and, yeah. you know, the, the noise and that's what this team were fighting for and, what was it, ten years ago they were in non-league and now they've, you know, they've won them up against Liverpool with minutes to go on the clock. Before you know, Diaz and all the emotions around him and his parents and his father with the with the goal. I mean, geez, it, this mm. thing just delivers storyline after mm. storyline. Um, a disappointment, I think, on, on reflection, Rob, it's got to be a disappointment for Liverpool. It really, I has. thought Liverpool were felt like erratic. They didn't look in control. They, were, they weren't clinical. Darwin Nunes, Rob, who I love, who I do feel they should they should persevere with. I wrote a line down about Darwin Nunes. There's times he looks like a Liverpool striker and there's times he looks like a Luton striker. In, sometimes <laughs> in the same moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the miss is... I mean, you know, it's a comedy... It's, it's a... It's a it's just unexplainable, Rob. I mean, at this level, I thought you were going to say a pub player. Like, it, honestly, like a lower league. I mean, we're talking, you know, any professional player, that's an easy chance, let alone, you know, a player that's at the, one of the best clubs in the world and the teams in the world right now. So Darwin Newers misses from three yards out with a side foot volley mm. uh, is, is just incredible. I mean, Mo Salah's miss before that was kind of surprising, but, you, you know, yeah, Mo Salah's yeah. Mo Salah. He's a, I mean, he's, I, I hardly ever see him miss even a header like that. But that miss was, was absolutely incredible, Rob. And that's a, that is a defining moment of the game. That goes in, it's 1-0. Mm. Then we're seeing a different sort of game. Just quickly on Luton's goal, and it was a brilliant goal, by the way, the way that Ross Barkley... Yeah. Yeah. Had the composure to bring the ball forward, realise somebody's right behind bring him, out. he feeds the ball, ball out. Yeah. Um, to Kabori on that, that left, uh, the right-hand side, crosses it in for the, for the goal-scoring moment there. Sure, there was yeah. a shout, and, and we were in the studio, we, as the, as the VAR's uh, gone the for hand a possible ball. handball, we are thinking, here we go, this is it. 
This is where a goal is scored. And VAR is going to go oh, all the no, way back. The and yeah. you're going to, sorry, Lou, and you can't have that goal. There's a handball there. Yeah. It's a penalty to Liverpool. We're going to see that. We are going to see mm. that at some point. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine so, what the fans, if that, cool. and, and by the yeah. way, it wasn't, it wasn't a Stonewall good call. It was, I, for me, it, it was, a, it, it was not a, way. but now mm. I still think it was, it was expected enough with his jump and the arms coming up and down. It definitely hits his arm. Yeah, well, it's it kind was. of in this, yeah. this, this yeah. 90 degree angle from his body. Um, did you, any, any thought that you thought, wow, that, that should be given? I mean, we have seen, we have seen similar ones given for that. My, my my biggest reaction was that all the Liverpool players that you see all their arm, arms going up, mate, and that made me think, wow, there must be something there. But I never got, a, I never saw a clear look, a yeah. clear angle where it I could was, say it was, yes it wasn't or no. Great. And, and yeah. so yeah, no benefit of the doubt, obviously Luton, and such a moment for Luton. I mean, how could you take that moment away? It'd have been incredible. Mm. Um, but no, that's got to go down as a disappointment to, to Luton, and and that's not, you know. Um, Let's let's be frank about it. Most team, most top six teams, most top four teams, most teams thinking of challenging for a title will believe they can go to the Kenny and yeah. and, and win. Rob, yeah. I yeah. know, I know it's small, and yeah. I know it's this, and I know it's that, and we know the atmosphere and that. But most big six teams, Manchester City would go there. And the Spurs won there, Rob. Spurs went there and won, didn't they, earlier on? I yeah. think. I think they went to the Kenny yeah. and won Spurs back in October. Um, I thought, Rob, at yeah, half-time, and, you know, you listen to the commentary and Graham Lasso was sort of saying how sharp Liverpool looked to move on the ball. I was in, sat in the studio thinking, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I thought Liverpool looked a little casual. Yeah. I thought they looked like yeah. that this is going to be comfortable. We're in great form now. The players that we've mm. got, we're, we're going to win this game. I thought there's a little bit of complacency. I didn't see a, a lot of drive, quickness, uh, intensity that we saw. I said to Tim in the studio yeah. the last 10, 15 minutes, this, this, look, at, look at the difference at Liverpool now. Sprinting to balls, trying to get on the th- yeah. and playing with more desperation. Yeah. Now, I know you can't play that all, all, like that all the time, Rob, but did you feel in the first half, especially Liverpool, were like, you know, we're going to be OK yeah. here, we're possessing, we're in control, we had a couple of breaks. I mean, and to be fair, they well, did have chances. Yeah, I, mean, I thought they were a little casual, The were good. Twenty-four shots, Rob. Um, I think it was six on target compared to Luton's eight shots. But great uh, chances. Although they had five I don't, I'm not sure. Target, they, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure they created great no, not chances. Great chances, most from most, most from distance, mm. and, and obviously Nunes had a, had, had, a, had a handful. Probably had about eight of them himself. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Didn't quite have that killer. And, and right. you know, when we look at Liverpool, intensity of play, and, and you know, a midfield that can dominate the game, and then you've got a front three who you feel one of them's going to have a day. You know, Salah's Mo Salah, scores and assists on a regular basis. Nunes is trying to find his feet. Jota, I mean, that, that, that's just, just, just not a level above. That's five or six levels above what, where Luton are at. So you, I, I'm just thinking, you know, somebody's going to some, somebody's going to take that hunger piece. It was almost a little bit, it was a little bit Chelsea-esque, Rob, in, in some respects, where, mm. you know, get so far, but then there wasn't that killer. It didn't feel like that killer was there. Now, mm. whether that was, you know, what's going on with the football club, the Diaz thing, we don't know if that's affected the whole dressing room. And obviously, you know, you, you feel for a teammate who they call a, a brother and what's happening in his life for him to, you know, come on scores a, another brilliant story. But I don't know. Yeah, it just felt like there wasn't quite that little hunger thing that makes, you know, mm. Liverpool so different when they are intense, when they're, they're you know, heavy mm. metal Masters and, and the um, 
Mm. Monster mentality. The monster mentality wasn't quite there today. Yeah, just, just uh, there's one player I want to mention, Liverpool, Rob. I, I, I just do want to finish off in, in terms of my comments on this game about Luton and what an incredible yeah. achievement it is given the budget on this team and they were the one, the one of the lowest budgets mm. in the Championship last year. They have brought in a lot of new players trying to make yeah. a new team, just betting themselves in. I do think they've got a fighting chance of staying in the division. I know that. I, I know where they're at yeah. right now. They, yeah. They've got a little bit of breathing room right now. Um, so, a bit of forest, Rob. A bit like Knott's Forest. Yeah. They can kind of try and find together a, in second some, half of the season. foundation, yeah. yeah. And the last thing I want to say about the game, smart Rob... Smart manager, smart coach. My last comment yeah. is... Um, a 21-year-old player that I think showing showed some some signs of, of class. Ryan Gravenberg, that new midfield player, the 21-year-old yeah, they, they brought in player, from Bayern yeah. Munich for a yeah. good fee, that the kind of finishes up the midfield um, transition, really. I thought there was moments where yeah. he looks like he's got a bit about him. And I just wanted to, to throw, throw mm. it out there right now. He maybe made a, yeah, a, a nice... It would have been assist if Jota scored in the first half. Good play from midfield. Yeah. Just just a little nod to this guy that's playing now and it kind of finishes up your McAllister, Gravenberg and, and Slobberslie as the new-look midfield. It wasn't a Slobberslie yeah, day. Yeah. And uh, McAllister is going to be suspended now. He got a yellow card. But Gravenberg just thought he looked pretty useful. Um, just want to chuck that in at yeah. the end of this conversation. Good <clears throat> Yeah, it's a good shout. Um, as you say, that new midfield mm. no, just gives him other options. He's got legs as well, and he? he can yeah. go from box to box and, and yeah, drive different. with the ball, which just gives mm. them, yeah, another option uh, on the boom. So yeah, good shout. Uh, and Liverpool, I'm sure, will be disappointed. I'm coming away with a point, but they yep. left it late, and, and the Diaz goal in the end is, is a point more than it looks with what minutes on on the clock. Mm. Let's move it to the cottage, my friend, because I think this this game, the early kick-off Saturday morning, had uh, a lot of attention, not only for the game itself, but for Eric Ten Hag, what was going on at the football club, you know, lots of talk about, is he the right man? Paper reports that, you know, that they, they're looking for new managers, possibly, that he's lost the dressing room, all kinds of shouts coming out, Rob, that I felt Ten Hag, it was one of those days where maybe less said, more action w w was going to be the way. And his team found a way, mate. It, it wasn't pretty. It mm. wasn't the best football. Um, it, it wasn't anything that I think gives you loads of confidence. Mm. But it was a, a win and it was three points and that's what they needed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, there's not a lot that, that, in terms of performance, I mean, and I know the United fans at the moment, you know, the more important thing is the victory. Yeah. But... The performance is still important, yeah. Rob, and that has got to improve. And I think we know that they've got special players to do things. Bruno Fernandes does it again. Another late, um, yeah. a meaningful goal from, from Bruno. I think there's been Man, many yeah, of them one, recently yeah. where his goals three. are winning He's got games. three, three goals three? this yeah. season of all, one, of all one games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One so game, I thought yeah. and that was a moment of quality. Other than that, you know, Anthony again was dragged off... Um, I think it was in the second half, wasn't it, where he's, fa he's really, really yeah, struggling off, Rob, yeah. to have any impact on the game. Gonacho looked look bright, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Rasmus Hoyland looked frustrated, mm. Rob, being substituted again. So, you know, we still had Johnny Evans alongside Maguire. We had Dallow playing at left-back. It, it's, it's a struggle right now. And, yeah. and, and all it is, you know, the victory is there. And, you know, it still puts them in touch with that top area of the league table. And you hope... You know, if you're a Man United fan, that they can find some form and maybe Varane can get back into the side and they can get some injured players back and find some rhythm because, you know, again, Fulham are not in great shakes. They're not, they're not looking like scoring uh, in the attacking areas. They're, they're struggling in that regard. But United won the game. They won the game 
and the scenes from yeah. his side, I don't think we've ever seen Eric Ten Hag smile like that. He was smiling and the celebrations were there <laughs> because of that little bit of brilliance from Bruno Fernandes. But again, it was kind of scrappy and we're kind of writing different headlines, Rob, to be honest with you. In the last kind of mm. five minutes, I'm like, OK, this again, this is another disappointment. Yeah. Um, but the goal came and that does, that does paper over, yeah. which I've got to say is still many, many cracks at the club. And until... This, this piece yeah. of ownership with Jim Ratcliffe where he's reportedly going to change the football structure. You know, I, I don't know if it's wise, the current decision makers making any decisions until Ratcliffe, if it's, if it's right that he is going to have control of the football side, let him come in and, and start making some changes. But again, that keeps the pressure away from Ten Hag for a week or two. Um, but Bruno, you know, much yeah. criticised, Rob, much maligned a little bit about his attitude, yeah, his I was body just language. Yeah. Does that bother you, mate? Do you, do you think he should be stripped of the captaincy, as, as others have suggested? No, I mean, uh, it seems to be a bit of a theme, mainly coming from the UK, yeah. of, of former Manchester United players who say, you know, that's not how we would have or wouldn't be acceptable. I think Bruno's one of those players, Rob. He, he, he's sometimes on the edge of games. It's his personality. But I'll tell you what, every now and then when the yeah. club needs big moments, yeah. he's come up with them, got whether the goals and assists, another... I mean, this is huge for Ten Hag. They lose that game at the weekend, Rob. It's, it's proper starting to pile on. Yeah. Um, so it was about the win, as you say. Does it give me any more good feelings about United being top four? Not particularly. No. When I look at other teams, I still think they're behind. But if they can just keep nicking wins, they could put a run together like I think they did against, um, was it Brentford a few weeks ago, and then they put a little run together and started to, to, to yeah. climb up the league. <laughs> a, couple of people I wanted to a couple of people I wanted to mention, uh, Rob. Rasmus Hoyland, the young centre-forward who got taken off and looked really disappointed. Yeah. I really feel sorry for this kid, yeah, by the too. way. Yeah. That seven Premier League games now, uh, no, no goals, he's had a bit of a back injury, he's coming to a team that's dysfunctional, he's coming to a team and a club that's all over the place at the moment. Um, he's not getting chances created for him. We'll come to Anthony next because he's on, on my list. Mm. Um, it's a tough one for him, Rob, and it's almost like he's going to play himself almost out the side onto the bench if goals don't come. And, you know, as great as p potential as he is, you need a centre-forward who's going to at least look like he's going to fly in the back of the net. Mm. Yeah, that's right, Rob. And I think in an ideal world, you know, he's won a 20 to come into games, play a little bit, come yeah. out, and there'll be somebody else that's there, yeah. Yeah. maybe playing. I, I don't think Anthony Martial is probably established enough, is, is dominant enough to be that main guy for, Raz, for Rasmus to come in now and yeah. again and get some experience. To ask him to be the main mm -hmm. man up there week after week is difficult, and I'm totally with you. And, and even now, and I know he, he, he will hate... He will hate to experience it. It might be an idea to sit him on the bench for a game or two. Okay, let's go again. Because yeah. you don't want him to get bogged yeah. down. Yeah. Like, bogged like, down, he'll go again. Like, and it, yeah. it starts to affect your confidence. Show, like, just, reboot, just, like, get yeah, that all go out. out. Let's get go again. seven, eight games out, right. and then you start again. Yeah, yeah another run now. Another yeah. excitement. Maybe get one in two, the, the two goals, and three yeah. and all that. The yeah. goals he scored in Champions job. League look quality. Look quality, some of his little finishes mm. and stuff. So, yeah, that's one part of it. And Anthony, Rob, I mean, I've said about Anthony... What, is there? A, I mean, where do we go with him, Rob? I, there's reports they're trying to. There was a, again, a report about a potential swap deal, to to move Anthony out of Manchester United. I mean, it was a lot of money. It's hundred million well, there's, there's dollars. No product, Rob. For a hundred million, yeah. for a hundred million dollar player, there's there's no end product. And if you Rasmus uh, Hoyland or, s s at the top of the pitch, 
You want some people out there who are going to give you give you an opportunity, mate. Who are going to yeah. slide you through? Who are going to get yeah. to the byline? Who are going to yeah. put a couple of balls on the near post and I can make a run? Yeah. He's getting none of that. No. And, and, and I tell you, it's it, 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 he. Might, I think he needs sitting sit his backside yeah. on the bench for a little while now. Yeah. I think he's he's had his his, his looks. I think mm. he's three or four games. You know, take a look at it, have a yeah. rethink, and come back sharp again. Yeah. I mean, maybe... The other one, Rob, I was just, just a quick on. one, was, yep. was, was Mason Mount as well. Where, where, go on, then. Well, with Mason Mount, that we go away to Fulham, I play McTominay and Ericsson. Ericsson's a lovely footballer, and we, we appreciate all that he does, but he's aging now, and, and we spent a load of money on Mason Mount. We buy him from Chelsea. He's a big, important part piece of, uh, of the jigsaw, and, and then he's on the bench, mate, and he comes on, like, late on, and mm. hmm, just doesn't... I don't know. I, it doesn't feel right. Okay, well, okay. So this is my thought on it. Mason Mount should be in a team somewhere. Okay, that's that's what my my I'm like Mason yeah, Mount. Yeah. Really like him as a player. Yep, it's been a difficult move in a in a difficult situation with this team, but he's a mm. good player. Should be in the side. And then I'm like, look at the team sheet. Well, how are they going to do that? And and because Scott McTominay is the only player right now, he's a top scorer for goodness sake at Manchester United. Scott McTominay, he's he so so it wouldn't make sense to restrict him and pull him back. So who's going to sit? Casemiro's out no. injured, Rob. Amrabat, maybe you bring Amrabat back in you, and you find yeah. a way. Yeah. You Maybe you, you, you drop Anthony, you again, you push out Bruno to the right, yeah. which I don't like to do, but enabling, in you have Amrabat yeah. and that, that pushes out Ericsson and you have McTominay and you have Mason Mount between Mount, McTominay and Amrabat because he's the only one who can hold a little bit now. Yeah. Bruno to the right. And then, you know, Rashford, when he comes back on the left-hand side, I think he had a heavy knock into this game, was, was not available. And then, you know, your striker, yeah, whether it's Martial. Right, yeah. So, so I, I like Mount. He, he hadn't turned into a bad footballer, Rob, over a few months. And I know yeah. he, he didn't start no, great, I'm but you've saying... got to get him back in the side, haven't they? Would you put him back in? Exactly. I would, because I think you've got to... If, having spent that money, Rob, and, and know his ability, you've got to persevere and find a way. But, yeah. again, I've talked about structure and the system not being right. And, and so he, he's, he's, he's... In his head, I'm not sure if he, he's in the right space at the moment to go yeah. in that team and, and you know, yeah. dictate games like we can. He's a guy we've seen for England and Chelsea run big games, mate. Mm. Absolutely dictate games. But mm. um, maybe it's a, it's a sign of how things are going at, at Manchester United. Just one, just one last one in here, and I know we've got to move on. I just yeah. thought, Rob, and it, we should give a mention. I just thought the Manchester United fans, by the way, deserve yeah. a little mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. They filled a, a spot do. out at Fulham. They did not make a, a noise get behind the team. They, they've had some terrible years of ownership yeah. and bad buys and ma bad management and, and all the things that, that are so obviously wrong at the football club. Yeah. But they don't know still su support this, this team through yeah. thick and thin. And, and yeah. they're there each week, Rob, and selling out and still giving yeah. the numbers and still backing the team. Um, so I just, I just thought it was one of those when, you know, you saw Ten Hag and, and, and Bruno and, and all the players going up to the fans at the end of the game. I thought, well played, by the way, because these fans are, 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 I'm not stuck by this team through, mm. through some really difficult times. No, they have. And, and uh, I think a London game, I think all these big clubs, Rob, I know we have one at Middlesbrough, they have a supporters club south. And I've got to imagine the Man United mm. supporters club south that will go, of course, mm -hmm. they'll go to all the southern mm. games. There's, there's a ton of them. That's going to be a big old supporters club south for Man United. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, though, Rob. I mean, they, they, they're still go, they're still driving. And to be fair, when we, whenever we've gone to Old Trafford, 
I mean, it's it's a good atmosphere, and them fans are just desperate, yeah, yeah. desperate to get behind their team, and I think they do really, really well in terms of not jumping on the back of players and managers in the past, and um, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, let's um, let let's, let's do mm. moving on. And when you're talking about Anthony Robb and, and, and lacking of end product, yeah. we have we have yeah. a player here that we got to talk about. Um, and me and Tim Howard have just done a little tactic session again. You'll find that on NBC Sports YouTube channel on um, about Jeremy Doku and the impact that he's had at the club, but of course the impact that he had in this game against Bournemouth. 6-1 it yeah. was. He scores the first goal, he assists <laughs> four others, Doku Rob, and in terms of a wide player yeah. that we yeah. know, we know that Pep likes his wingers to have the ability mm. to dribble past the last guy. Riyad Mahrez did it for years on the other yeah. side. Um, Bernardo Silva, a little bit less so, but can dribble past. Sterling dribbled by when he was at City. And Grealish does it a little differently on the left-hand side, Rob. And that could be, this yeah. now could be a problem for Jack Grealish because Doku looks at 21 years of age. What a signing and what a performance, Rob. Cool. Well, it, it also contrasts to, to what you say. To Anthony, had done the same thing. To, to recruitment, Rob to, you know, like that line of, of you know, got to get used to, to settling in in the system. This guy's plug, plug and play, mate. Plug and play, Left yeah. side, right side, with, with pace, with speed, brings another, almost brings another dynamic to City. It's, yeah. Mahrez was great on the like. He looks to play with, you know, with that left foot and then turns you and chops it on his right and that. This guy's his speed, I, I, I saw uh, Pepin said after the game, his speed over the first five metres is as quick as anybody's ever seen. Right, right. That yeah. he's just got this ability. And then he said at the end of that, which he said is, is, the, is the bit that sets him now starting the same part, he makes so many good decisions. He is making so, good decisions. So, you know, gets yeah. to the byline. And how many times do we see people just smash it over or, you know, think of 
Triores and people like that who, you know, you, you, they, he's got that pace, he can get to the byline, but then, you know, I thought the, the, the little rollback to Bernardo Silva was, was a lovely little example of that. Like, he twists and turns a defender, yep. you know, twists his blood and then just rolls one back into the path of, of uh, Bernardo Silva for, to, to smash into the back of net. I mean, he, he's going to be a special player, mate. Uh, um, he, he's plug and play, he's 13 games, already looks settled, already looks confident. Is going to get bigger, is going to get better under Pep, you know, learning and, and becoming more mature technically. It's, 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 it's frightening what they do. And, and to think, Rob, he was, I don't know, it was about £55 million, pounds, so I don't know, 70, $70 million. $70 million, dollars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I amazing. Mean, he I was mean, out it, there, mate. He was out there, wasn't he? He was out there. He was out. Listen, like the others are out there. Like Matthias Nunes was out there. Like like Gvardiar was out yeah, there. Like yeah. Ruben Diaz. Was they 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 got Neto, a little slot yeah, in, Neto, in, yeah. in the in the in the um in the market where they they do great. I mean, just finishing up on Doka, Rob. Mm. You think about that, right? You think about that performance. It had everything from a wide player. It had the goal part yeah. where he plays a one-two. So cleverness to find a one-two to mm. get in behind and finish the ball off. He had the dribbling part where he's got who was it? it, it one of the defenders, Basham, was it? Or it was, was all over the place as he pulls he, the ball he's back. Still in Hospital getting his blood straightened yeah, out. Mate, I know. The Twisted defender. blood from him. <laughs> and then, then the assist he makes for Bruno Fernandes, his little dink goal. It's a wonderful through ball from inside yeah. of his own half. So dribbling, creative one-two mm. play, scoring goals, and making long assisting passes. I mean, like, well done. Like, you, you can't do any more than that in a game. So, yeah. <laughs> City, another another great pickup. And you know, and a great performance from him and Bernardo Silva. Rob, and his little goal was a, was a little yeah, thing of yeah. class as well. Um, they yeah, and they and by the way, play. just I ain't going to get into it. But even tactically, it was different again. You had Stones and Akanji, Rob. They didn't go into midfield. It wasn't that. It wasn't that tactical yeah. approach. Kyle Walker was bombing yeah, down the did, right hand yeah. side, and Nathan Ake on the left, mm. and the two centre backs stayed where they were. So they don't always do that bit where they come yeah. in. I, I think I, I put the line up like they were going to probably do that. You never know with Pep. You never know yeah. his approach within any tactical system, um, but you know he gets it right nearly all the time. So excellent performance again, six one. I just it, I mean, it's hard to see anybody stopping them. Yeah. yeah, well, only slight downside, only thing that might give some hope that there was a bit of an injury to Erlen Haaland, mate. He came off at half-time, they're saying yeah. a bit of an ankle. Okay. And don't, don't know how bad it yeah. is. And they, they've got young boys on Tuesday, and then they go to Chelsea um, next weekend. So, yeah. um, But as you say, you know, somebody comes out, somebody goes in and, you know, takes the most of the opportunity. That's where City are. Mm-hmm. OK, my friend, let's move it to um, a few other, uh, yeah. other results from the weekend. Sheffield United got their first Premier League win of the season. Uh, Cameron Archer with, with the first goal. Belgade got one back for, for Wolves. And then um, Norwood with a disputed penalty. Again, Gary O'Neill not mm-hmm. happy. Uh, Fabio Silva, I think, uh, was with yeah. the foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, soft, on on Bulldog, I think it was in the box. Bit soft mm-hmm. again, having had one against Hu Chang Lang last weekend. Similar situation, mm-hmm. uh, but Norgo smashes it into the top of the net. Um, Sheffield United get their first win, and a little bit of pressure ease off Paul Hackenbottom, mate. Yeah, I'm kind of pleased for him because I, I think I think they have. Yeah. I mean, I know they've been they've had a couple of bad ones, but I think they they've been quite competitive for most of the games and great scenes mm-hmm. there from them with the first one of the season from yeah. for their point of view. Not in a forest, Rob. Um, what a good game that was. We just finished that on this Sunday. Um, cool, yeah. 2-0 against Aston Villa. A game that, again, as, a, as, a, as an analyst and a pundit, I'm thinking, well, Villa is so good right now. Mm. 
you know, and I know, I know Villa can be strong at home with that great support that they've got, but that 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 overcome Villa, and they they ain't quite as good away from home. And the, yeah. and the manager Unai Emery said about it. I made a mm-hmm. note in, in going into the weekend that he yeah. that they've got to improve away from home, and we saw it again. And uh, you know, of course, he's done a brilliant job, yeah. but this was a this was a day that Nottingham Forest. You know, finding ways with good decisions, big decisions from the referee, uh, from the manager. Rob, he dropped the goalkeeper, uh, Matt yeah. Turner. Of course, U.S. internationals out the side now. Made a mistake That's last right, weekend. Yeah. He changed a back five to a back four. He dropped two of the defenders from last week's Absolutely. loss against Liverpool. So big calls, different system. Yeah. And I still, when mm. you see big Tyro Tyro playing at front, Rob, when you've got Gibbs White and Elanga. Yeah. That that for a team that that it's might a threat, isn't it? Yeah. is that's a proper threat in different sorts of players with pace with creativity in Gibbs White. You got some steady eddies behind in terms of the midfield players, but I'm still surprised at the victory. But that was that was well deserved, comfortable from Nottingham Forest. Yeah. It shoves them up the league, Rob. It kind of shoves them into 12th spot now yeah, so, on yeah. 13 points. So spot, yeah, 13 well points. done, Steve yeah, Cooper. So and I just started now, to think that they yeah. were just like, oh, he still can't get away from that. Um, that bottom area of the league, that's yeah. such a big win for them and, and, and so well done, Nottingham Forest. Absolutely. Yeah, love Steve Cooper, always a man with a plan. Mm. Uh, we had a great um, derby, London Capital yeah. Derby, uh, the weekend at the GTEC, mate. Brentford 3, West Ham 1. And, you know, as, as you were talking, I was thinking uh, earlier about Luton, almost like Brentford are the blueprint, aren't they, for Luton? I mean, I mean, you know, to come into the league, to obviously their recruitment's incredible, yeah, but, great, but just yeah. to find your way, to, to work with your manager and to, to stay. I mean, it, it, what a great game it was. Mopay scores first, his first goal in, I think, 14 months, 36 games. Kudos uh, replies with a beauty for West Ham. What a player he is, by the way, mate. He, yeah, he looks like he, he, he's, he's proper business. Yeah. Boeing poaches one at the far post. West Ham go 2-1 up. Mavropanos with it from a free kick. Mm. Diver- diverts one into his yeah. own net. And then Nathan Collins gets his first goal for Brentford to give him a, um, a 3-2 win. Um, and Thomas Frank in, in, the, in, the, in this group just... I can't say enough good things about them, mate. You know, it's a West Ham team that's spent more money, that's obviously got higher ambitions, and you know, it's, it, it's a big London club. But Brentford, they, they punch above their weight, mate. It, it's incredible what, what this manager does, what this group of players does, what this football club have done from getting promoted. And they find themselves in ninth spot in 16 points already this season. And you just sense that there's, there's not going to be a worry about relegation no. despite losing... Yeah. A 20-goal striker at the, at the start of the season for half, half the run. That's how good they are. Yeah, I just thought they'd, they'd struggle more without him. I really did. Such, you know, I, I thought that yeah. they were so reliant on Ivan Tony, Rob, last year for, for the for goals mm. and the victories and the points, and that's just not been the case. Others have stepped up. I do like the back line, whether yeah. it's four or the five. I do like the midfield, and it's a victory mm. for steady eddies. It's a victory for, for good pros, yeah. good attitudes, yeah. hard-working players, yeah. Um, you know, I'd have slotted in that team and, you know, I'd have enjoyed playing in that side. Or, you know, you're all in it together. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're... You, I just... It is a good, it's a good story, good manager good eggs, and good yeah. recruitment. Yeah, a good Again, story. it goes back to recruitment. Yeah. So, good, yeah. you know, brilliant come-from-behind victory uh, for Brentford at home. They're, they're yeah. pretty strong at home. Next game, Rob. Everton won, Brighton won. Mikalenko scores in the seventh minute. And then yeah. there's um, Ashton Young own goal. Uh, a little later for Brighton to bring it back to 1-1. I'm just thinking, you know, for Everton, at that point, it's kind of late in the game. Like, what, it's 84th minute, there's the Brighton goal. You know, you just feel Everton are kind of close from 
from really pulling away from that area, but they're not pulling away. They're mm. still in and around. There is a bit of a gap there, and, and, I, and I have enjoyed more what I've seen from Everton. But again, the only thing I'd say, Rob, if you, if you, if you can remember the... And it's just a coaching point. that I, I remember I learned a lesson from Terry yeah. Venables. We had a, Terry Venables, a brilliant coach at our club for a little while. And I remember him said as a fullback, because I played fullback under him for a couple of times, and he basically said as a fullback, you yeah. either really want to be really in the face of the winger, or if you're not there, you want to yeah. be really back into the penalty box in the front space or picking up somebody and Ashley Young was in oh, this, this in yeah. between and he called it no man's land of I wasn't affecting yeah. the cross and I'm not affecting a ball into the box yeah. um, I don't know it's just a little coaching point that I recognise from that I'm not saying that mm. that's the reason why it deflected and looped into it was a fluky goal I just I don't know yeah. I didn't see what he was doing there and of course he gave uh, he got red carded the other day just a tough, a tough couple of games for Ashley Young who's been a brilliant pro um, and Everton, um, yeah. yeah, you just get Great one point out of it. Just one point. For yeah, him. a bit of disappointment. Um, obviously, a, a home yeah. win would have been brilliant, three points. But you just get the, I just get the sense that she's influenced starting to get there. This club, is, the, the players are becoming a bit more accountable and get the sense that I know they're only sitting on yeah. 11 points at the moment which is only five clear of uh, the bottom three. But just get a sense yeah. that she's, she's where he's uh, coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take you to Burnley Crystal Palace, mate, just mm. before we, we, we get off. And the reason I'm going to go there is a 2-0 win away for Crystal Palace. So Burnley, I think, six straight defeats now at home, first time in Premier League history for Vincent Company's team. So not quite the start they wanted from a team that dominated the championship, 101 points and played some great football. They've definitely found it more difficult this time around. Mm. Um, but goals for for. Jeffrey Slop and Tariq Mitchell for, for mm. Crystal Palace late on to give them a, a 2-0 win. And I'm going to go for my underappreciated performer oh. of the week, mate. Oh, yeah. And Waiting he's a, a Crystal Palace player. And, I, and if I gave you a chance to, to guess him, we'd be here till probably next week before you, you'd, you'd get my guy. Hmm. And it's Jordan Ayew, my friend, the oh. 32-year-old forward for Steady Crystal Eddie. Palace. And, and I know you'd give me that reaction. One goal, three assists this season, assisted on the goal for Slop. Um, since he signed from Swansea, I think he's been top scorer twice in, in two of the seasons. He's, as quote from the great Roy Hodgson, he said he's the most reliant, consistent players he's ever worked with. Whether you're playing him left side, centrally, right side, in midfield, he gives his all. Um, sometimes, Rob, the football clubs have superstars. You have your Salas and your, you know you have your Harlins and that. And you need your Jordan Ayews. And, and to nick a phrase from our Rebecca Lowe, who talked about fruit salads, and that there's a melon in a fruit salad, <laughs> and the melon packs it out, and <laughs> melon some... It's a filler. Jordan Ayews is a melon player. Every time you see Jordan Ayew, uh, think of melon. He's a filler. He does a great job. When Zaha's getting the headlines, Ayews in the team doing a job. When Eze and Elise are getting the headlines... Or using the team doing the job. He's just signed a new contract to 2025. Somebody who never gets any recognition. If you took think of Palace, he'd be the last person you talk of. Jordan, are you? Jordan Mellon, are you? My underappreciated performance. Oh gosh, of the week. I, I, uh, I mean, to- yeah. I mean, he isn't. He isn't really loved. I mean, I, I, I listen. I, I hear the arguments. He's it's not really, mango. Really good. He's not pineapple. No, he's, he's not, not pineapple. He's not he's strawberry not or blueberry. He's, he's not mango. He's not. No, he's not. No, he is melon. No, he's he is melon, melon. But he's. But I tell you, loves him. Roy Hodgson loves him, mate. Yeah. And if he's good enough for Roy, he's good enough for Robbie. 
Good shout, mate. Listen, not a bad shout. Um, yeah, fair play to Jordan I yeah. who's a steady Eddie performer. Just before we get off, Rob, listen, we, we do try and bang out the podcast on a Sunday with all the stories, of course, there. We do have a game yeah. on Monday, Rob. It's Spurs at home versus Chelsea. Mm. Let's just get quick, quickly get a yeah. prediction um, from Robbie Earl in terms of what, what you think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I see an, a home victory for, for Spurs. I know Arsenal have lost their unbeaten run, so the other North London team will want to keep theirs. I just see uh, the the reason that the change I've seen in this team, Rob, is the trust that the managers give the players, and the players embracing that trust and and, and giving giving you know being able to express themselves way better than than in mm. any regime they've had since Pochettino was last there. I would say, and I would dare say, I was thinking about it, Rob, that there's probably games that Spurs might lose under Pochettino. Postecoglou, and that's not happening this season so far. Mm. But these games they might lose that they would enjoy more than these games they won under Jose yeah. and Conte. Yeah, that's how different yeah. the football is, and the you know having the ball, Rob, and being able to play, and the manager trusting in you, and not saying, "Oh, let's sit back and let's you know let's not give anything away." Mm. Uh, I think because of that, because of the form, uh, I just think they'll have too much for Chelsea at, at home. Yeah, but I do too. How are you going? Yeah, I do. I, I think it's a couple of goals. I think mm. it might be 2 0 to Tottenham. I mean, two new managers at new football clubs, lots of newness, lots of change. Half yeah. the team is different at Spurs. Um, really kind of different. The players that didn't play under the previous manager and lots of change at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I feel like this the, the, the Spurs project's way advanced. There's kind of a real set play already. I, yeah. I'm excited to see the tactical situation. We know that there's very, very. Lots of interchange, lots of fluid movement, and it's not just—it's not the same at Chelsea right now. They're still building, they're still finding their way. Yeah. They're still struggling to to take the chances that they do create, and they will get opportunities against Spurs that that flood the flood mm. their players forward. I just don't know whether Chelsea's midfield, Rob, when you think of some of the wide players and the flair players, are ready to kind of yeah. maybe they are to, to pinch work. in yeah. and, and work to, mm. to to stop that Man City's kind of fluid football that ultimately gets it through to mostly Madison that slips it through to to uh, Hyun Son. So I, I do give the advantage for Spurs. Again, it should be a brilliant game. I'm in the studio again yeah. with Tim tomorrow. And we can't wait for it. The atmosphere is oh, great good. right now at uh, mm-hmm. the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, of course, the reunion. Do you think, just finally, Rob, is, is Poch going to get a, a, a mm. nice warm reception or the fact that he's gone to Chelsea, <laughs> is that going to overshadow it? No, I think he'll get a warm reception, mate. Uh, I think what he did that football, no, how too. he turned it around, how too. he grew the ambition and the, the style of football. Not since then, as uh, I don't think a, a, a Tottenham manager has been loved in the same way. Yeah. Jose and, 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 and Conte didn't didn't have that kind of relationship. Mm. They love Pochettino back yeah. at Spurs, and okay. I think he'll get the. And, and I'm pleased that he gets that, Rob, because he, he did. Do you think it goes? It was a middleish, t- you know, table team. Mm. that he took after going from Southampton and got them to Champions League finals Final, and yeah. Close should have to probably won a Premier League, a Premier yeah. League title. Yeah. title. Yeah, you know, some of the football and the players they developed yeah. it was great stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Look forward to that one, mate. But listen, what a weekend we've had in the Premier League. Uh, City hit six. Arteta is sick of VAR. Manchester United get their sixth win of the Premier League season. Take a bit of pressure off Eric Ten Hag. Liverpool left it late against Luton and Sheffield United got their first win of this Premier League season. We'll be back next weekend when we'll look back at match week 12 when Chelsea host champions Manchester City at the bridge. That's on Sunday, November the 12th. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe.
stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.